Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. without a win now as Craig McGivore's howler gives Cheltenham all three points another miserable evening at the Valley welcome to Charlton Live Well, hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On this week's show, then, we shall be looking back at that 1-0 defeat against Cheltenham Town at the Valley on that Friday evening. A bit of a weird game uh, where, well, in some ways, very much a normal game. We enjoyed a lot of possession, had a few chances, didn't take them. Uh, and then, well, a howler at the back for us uh, gifted them a goal. This time it was Craig McGilvery who came out to try and head uh, the ball clear and uh, completely got it wrong. Led to Alfie May scoring the only goal uh, of the game. So joining me to look back at that uh, that disappointment on Friday night. First up, Mr. Tom Wannin. How you doing, Tom? Very, very hungover. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. You, you sound you, you just commiserating yourself after after Wales got knocked out of the World Cup, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, we haven't spoken about that, have we? I thought that was too long in the past. But uh, all about England now, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't worry. I'll never forget. Yeah, England Senegal tonight. It's just so so weird to be recording a Charlton live show on the day where England are playing a, a knockout game in the World Cup as well. But yeah, we've got that to look forward to later on. Hopefully, you'll cheer us up. Uh, also joining us to to look back at that Charlton game, the first lady of Charlton live, Sue Gallup. How you doing, Sue? All good. Not hungover. Happy no. about England still being in it. Not yeah. going to dig Tom anymore about it. Yeah. In a much better place than Tom, then. Cheers for that, Sue. Sorry, nothing. <laughs> Uh, so the, such camaraderie on the show this uh, this morning because we're all we're all going through this shared experience of Charlton uh, being seventeenth in League One. So in a few moments time, we're going to hear uh, the goal from Friday night's game. Uh, we haven't got the full highlights. You'll be pleased to hear, but we will hear the goal. We'll discuss the performance, some of the. Uh, bizarre moments in that game and uh, obviously where it leaves us uh, as a side we're going to hear from the manager Ben Garner I uh, spoke to him after the game on Friday evening under a little bit of pressure now of course so we've got your tweets and emails we've got some fans bar uh, interaction and reaction after the game on Friday we'll probably have a quick look ahead to Wednesday's FA Cup replay with Stockport uh, as well we've got that big game against Walsall up for grabs uh, that both sides will be gunning for so we'll have a look ahead to that right at the end as well but just before we hear the goal then Tom um I did feel like it was quite a strange game on on Friday. I thought, yeah, I mean, the team lineup was a, an interesting one, which we'll, we'll talk about in a few moments' time. But we started okay. Then we had like a, just a bizarre few moments where Ryan Innes particularly seemed determined to gift uh, gift Cheltenham a goal, and we sort of survived that. It looked like we got away with it. Second half, we were, you know, played the sort of second half we played a lot this season. Seventy percent of the ball, carved out a few openings, didn't score, um, and then we sort of get get hit with a sucker punch but you know you call it a sucker punch when it happens once or twice a season not when it seems to happen all the time to us you know this this is a bit of a pattern that we have every game you know we play all right have some chances don't score concede get frustrated that's why we're 17th in league one yeah put that on repeat and that's as you say the story of the season but you're right it was a very strange game and like, this is going to sound really stupid because obviously every game you can win, lose or draw. But the way that that game was going on in that second half, it seemed very obvious that either we kept knocking on the door, kept knocking on the door, kept knocking on the door. I say knocking, kind of knocking around the door. Um, and it felt like either we were going to score a very late goal or they were. And because you, you could just see they were starting to get a few more counter-attacks. And... Um, yeah, it it was just like, right, something is going to happen. What way is it going to go, basically? Um, and unlike the Milton Keynes game, for example, where we just lost, and it, it, that game, it never felt like we were ever going to win, for example. Or some of the games down here where we have won and, it, and we've looked relatively comfortable. This one could have gone either way and, and I guess wouldn't have surprised me either way. Um, but the manner of the goal obviously was a surprise. And yeah... I, it was strange because like people aren't going to want to hear this, but I'm not sure we did deserve to lose that game. I thought in the second half in particular, the way we started that second half and, as you say, the first 15 minutes, we didn't play that badly. But what, what counts is both boxes, right? And ultimately, we had almost no shots on target. I don't really remember their keeper being tested. Um, and as you say, between Innes and, and Craig, they did their best to give them a couple of goals and, and they took one of those chances. So, yeah, as you say dominated the ball, looked good in spells, moved the ball around nicely. But uh, if you don't have a striker that can put the ball in the net, all of that is pointless. And Cheltenham came here, took that opportunity from a big mistake and have gone home with all three points. And mm. as you say, this is just happening too many times. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the, the point that Tom makes about us probably not, you know, overall 
run of play not not deserving to lose. I, I'd understand that and, and accept that and say, yeah, that that's right. But I was texting I was texting someone the other day, like I think I've had this conversation too many times this season for it not not to be considered a pattern that, that we're in, and, and rather than an outlier, and and that's where the issue is: is that we we often we often do this. We 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 have spells and we don't turn it into three points, and that like I say, that's why why we are where we are, Sue. And it is hugely hugely frustrating that you know we 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 have too many games like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Tom. Like, I don't. I mean, when I. Straight after the game, obviously you re- you react because um, you've lost to a, a a silly goal. But then on reflection, I'm like, actually, yeah, we didn't play that badly. We did create opportunities that could have led to a goal, but it's just that final, the final balls in, like 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 you're saying, there's their keeper didn't really have a lot to do. It's it's just that. There is that pattern, but it just feels like, oh, that again. And I didn't feel surprised. It was like, again, I know we talked about it before where I'm the one that's always very positive about the situation and try and see the good in everything. But it just feels really stale. It feels like there's, there's, it's just, there's nothing... I feel like there's nothing where I think, right, we'll get out of this. We can get out of this slump. It's it's just really disappointing that actually on paper we've got some very good players, but they're not showing their capabilities at the moment. And I actually worry that in January people like George Dobson might want to look elsewhere because we're clearly not going to do anything this season. I think the best we could hope for is probably mid-table, but it's it's just that disappointment of that continuing to to just plod, 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 and not really get out anything out of anything. Yeah, and it, yeah, like I say, it's a, it's relentless this season. <laughs> it really is, and it has been for a couple of years now. All right, let's have a listen uh, to the goal uh, from Charlton TV. Um, I didn't uh, have uh, access to the full highlights just to go, but I thought you might want to uh, enjoy it once more. The uh, Charlton TV coverage commentators, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Freestone has it for Charlton. Now to the left and Hutchinson. Clear closing him down, but Hutchinson cuts inside. Finds Bonds. Runners ahead of him is May. He's got beyond this briefly here. McGillivray heads it up in the air, can't get to it, and then May meets the dropping ball and scores. It's a chance Sean have been waiting for. It's a lovely run from May. Gilvery commits. Thinks there's enough on the ball to get there. Just a backspin off the ball. Bounces up. McGilvery gets something on it, but not enough. You just give May that slight opportunity. He usually punishes you. It's a great finish from May after the mistake. There's the ball forward. Did you see here? The ball just stops McGilvery's expecting it to have a little bit more pace doesn't get the header right doesn't get the judgment right May it's a great finish it's the moment Cheltenham have been waiting for they've been patient they've been trying to just see this game out just get an opportunity McGilvery might have had enough to go in the penalty area but he wasn't to know and committed 
And Cheltenham have scored, and now Charlton really have to give her everything. It, it wasn't an absolute howler, um, Tom. You know, it's, it's, it's not. I, I take no pleasure in that. You know, I, I've said consistently, I think, you know, since last season, that I'm, I'm not sure Craig has been up to the level, you know, certainly that he's shown at, at Portsmouth, where he got player of the year or, or whatever, since he's come to the club. I think he's struggled. Um, but I don't take any pleasure in, in what was a, a deeply embarrassing personal moment for him on Friday night. And and I know, you know, with, with Joe, Joe out, um, it looks like we're going to be relying on Craig. You know, I, I wasn't sure if Ash would keep his place. We said on Thursday, Sue, that, that we wanted him to. But, you know, that, 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 that moment last night, or on Friday night, I should say, Tom, was... He could have quite comfortably just stayed in his area and caught the ball. You know, he he's so eager to make an impression and, and, and to do things right that unfortunately it's cost him the other way and, and, and it was an absolute howler and, and a horrible moment. And Unfortunately for Craig, you know, he's, he's come into a, a defensive unit that between them ha- have got horrible moments, <laughs> you know, that have reoccurred all season and now it's his turn to be in the limelight and unfortunately uh, embarrassing himself. Yeah, I was I was absolutely gutted for him, and obviously you you don't wish that on any any keeper really, uh, unless they're playing probably against Charlton. But when it's for your own club and it's costing you, it's going to be be even worse. And I said it on Friday night, didn't I, on the, on our WhatsApp chat that what you just said there, he comes in, Jojo's out injured, and he's probably trying to be too proactive as a goalkeeper because he wants to make an impression. And really, when you're in in goal, all you really need to do is just react. You shouldn't be doing anything other than just reacting and making saves. He made a good save a couple of minutes after it. Um, but there, he's tried to go and do something that looks good, that shows he's he's active and you know shows Ben why he should be keeping his place ahead of Ash. And uh, yeah, moment of madness. Because as you say, when you watch it, he could have easily let that bounce. He's not going to be outjumped by Alfie May, is he? He's only about four foot five. So it was just bizarre. Um but as you say, the, the whole of the back three, four, five um, over the past few weeks have had this in them. Look what Innes did in the first half. You know, he he could have easily cost us as well. So, yeah, it goes back to something we said earlier in the season where we had that good spell. I don't know if it really was good, but certainly the best spell we had of the season where we went on that little, little streak. We had a consistent back four, um, back five, even including the goalkeeper. Um, we had the experienced players in there like O'Connell, even Terrell Thomas when he came in looked okay. But we've been chopping and changing. Obviously, Sue mentioned the lineup a little bit earlier. We'll talk about that a little bit. But Lavelle, what happens to him now? Um, so he hasn't got a settled side in front of him. He's trying to make an impression. And, and ultimately, that moment of madness has, has cost us. Um, and it's very difficult for him. I, I don't know what happens next now. And obviously... Um, He'd had that that bang on the head. Um, was it at Port Vale? He'd come back from that, and now you're looking and you think going into to Tuesday's game, what do we do? do? Does Ash get his get his opportunity now? Because he's someone who's been in the wings at the club for a long time, and we've heard a lot about him. We talked about the the Rob Elliott interview before. Comes with a big reputation for someone so young. Maybe he's going to get a shot now, but. Yeah, heartbreaking for Craig and ultimately as a Charlton fan, obviously gutting for us because it, it cost us the game. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he was getting booed after after that. Uh, you know, I think I saw Tom was uh, saying himself on Twitter that he don't agree with, with, with booing the player. And so, um, I'm sort of one that doesn't agree with booing individual players like that when they're making mistakes. I don't think it helps. But, you know, a lot of fans do do, do think, you know, we need to show our displeasure to this side that that is underperforming. Um, so you can un- I can understand why, why people did it. Um, but... For for him personally, Sue, it, it's such a quandary because I think he he must be so gutted with how his move to Charlton's turned out, and it is self inflicted because he hasn't played well enough, um, and, and mistakes like Friday night ain't ain't going to help. Yeah, I, I I mean, we as we all were when we signed Craig, we were all quite excited about it because of this reputation that he had, and I think we I think we said it in the week um, when we was talking about whether Ash should keep his place. That actually, Craig is not a bad keeper. Um, I, I, I'm a firm believer that a goalkeeper is only as good as their defence, and his defence don't help him. Yeah, is it is that that that's a mistake that that really no goalkeeper should make. But I, I completely agree with both of you in that he's clearly trying to impress and and show that he's he's in the game and he's aware and he's active. But a keeper should always stay on their line in their box, like not come out that far. You let your defenders deal with those sorts of situations. Um, and as personally, it must it must be devastating for him. He got player of the year at Portsmouth, and then he's come here and getting booed. I don't agree with booing. I'm I'm very much a believer that if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, but I understand why the fans did it because it cost us two points effectively. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I just feel really sad for him um, because I expect he's he's been he was full of sort of hopes and dreams with the move and that sold sold the dream that we were going to be in the Premier League in five years. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just. He's a nice guy. He's got a young family. You don't, you don't want, you don't want people booing him for for a mistake that probably any keeper could have made. But I, I do feel like because obviously Ash played um, in the week, I, f- I feel like maybe give Ash another go Tuesday night and see see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it, it will be fascinating to see what what decision uh, Ben Garner makes because I mean a, another decision that was one of the major talking points before the game. I mean, but the talk on social media after the team was announced was, is he trying to get sacked? I mean, it was a remarkable lineup. Um, you know, I think it was four changes from the team uh, that drew with Stockport, but obviously the eye-opening ones were the fact that uh, we 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 bought in. Two youngsters in defence. Now Zach Mitchell is seventeen years old. I don't think he's eighteen till January. Um, and Lucas Ness has, has been recalled from his national league loan with Torquay. Um, and so we went to a three at the back, and, and, and I mean that included Sam Lavelle coming out. Now some of the conversations I'd had with Ben Garner during our interviews over the last couple of weeks have been about how there's players in the defence, and you know Ben doesn't necessarily name names um, who who. You know, ideally he'd want to be able to rotate because they hadn't been playing well enough. And you know, he, there was another report after one of his recent pre-match press conferences where it was about you know their senior players who were on their last warning. Now, again, you'll hear the interview with Ben in a few moments' time, and he he is relentless in the fact that he doesn't individually speak about players 
and their mistakes to us in the press. You know, like um, asking about Craig, you won't it, it gets drawn into it's a team team game. Asking about Sam Lavelle, you know, being replaced by a seventeen year old who a seventeen year old who played well actually. We should say Zach and and Lucas both had good games, but that's humiliating and that's a real statement for for, for Sam Tom. The fact that. Ben doesn't want to say it to me, it's fine. That's his man management style, and, I'm, and I've got nothing against that at all. But the fact he made the decision in the first place, I mean, that's a, a damning indictment of how Sam's been this season. And I'm sure there's more players that he'd love to be able to, to drop in that, in those circumstances as well if there were more more youngsters who, who he felt were ready to, to make the step up. And maybe he's going to start to now, because as you say, I thought both Mitchell and Ness had, had excellent games on the whole. Um, and... I thought actually, apart from a couple of moments of madness, the, you could see Innes really guiding them through the game as well, talking to them both the whole game and kind of leading them. And, and as I say, I know he made a couple of mistakes and nearly cost us a goal, so I'm not not here to say he was perfect. But Lavelle, a bit like like McGivery, really, he's look, he got more can promoted as as captain, obviously not single handedly, but he was a big part of that side. Um, comes here with that reputation of a, a leader. I know he's still young. What is he, 25, 26? But he's done that. He got, I don't know how many caps at Morecambe, but well over 100. So, you know, a stalwart at that club. Comes here with that reputation and just hasn't settled, has he? And I know he's had injury problems and, and he's been in, out, in and out. And and as I said a bit earlier, <clears throat> I can't remember the last time he really had a, a settled back back four or back five for longer than a period of about four or five games, really, without some sort of problem. Um, but it, it just hasn't worked, has it? It just hasn't worked. And Ben Garner defends his players. I think you also already said that earlier, and we've said that a few times on the on the pod over the season. He doesn't look to dig players out where unless he feels that that will benefit the player. And I think here he probably is trying to protect Lavelle. But, you know, you, you don't need a, a degree in rocket science to see that, Lavelle was fit and could have played on Friday night and he's chosen to play two youth players instead uh, that's a huge statement and yeah for Lavelle that that must be difficult because his confidence is already shot we said that about a game I think it might have been the Ipswich game or or a game recently where I think he came on and looked a little bit dodgy um, and so his confidence is clearly down already and then for something like this to happen that's that's not going to help and you know, Sue was talking earlier about the likes of George Dobson getting to January and thinking about a move away. Someone like Lavelle, you wonder whether we will try and move him on because ultimately I just don't, it hasn't worked and I don't really see how he comes back from something like this. Mm, yeah, I mean, in terms of a recruitment issue, I mean, it's obviously part of the issue we've had over the last few years is our recruitment hasn't been good enough. Um, and Sam, you know, unfortunately, is is front and centre headline headline act of how poor our recruitment has been over the last the last couple of seasons. I mean, <laughs> we mentioned those Ryan Innes mistakes. I mean, that was a mad couple of minutes, wasn't it? So, like twice, twice within I think it was two minutes, he gave the ball away in our penalty area, and that the first one led to it being cleared off. It hit the crossbar. Then twice it was cleared off the line. One of which was Innes getting back. One of which I think was Mitchell or, um, or Ness. I can't remember which one. The second one resulted in a Cheltenham shot hitting their own man and being cleared off the line. It was a bizarre couple of minutes because, like I say, it is defensively as a team. And I do wonder people might listen to this and think you're not talking about the good spell we had in the second half where we created lots of chances. I said, yeah, but the, the problem is because we are so reckless defensively. We need to be able to create chances. Obviously, on, on, on Friday, we also didn't take any. And it's been a couple of games now where we haven't taken any. But 
we are so poor at the back. We are so madcap at times. It is going to cost us points, and, and it has done consistently. Yeah, it's just it's 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 always gets said, doesn't it? It's the clean sheets that that get you the wins, um, or get you the points. I so think we've got three all season, I think, off the top <coughs> of my head in twenty games. Yeah, that's just not good enough. Um, and yeah, it's it's really worrying to me because I think we we all feel that potentially if we had a stronger squad, Ryan Innes probably wouldn't be starting either. Um, I, and and it's it's again it's a shame because there's been there's been moments where he has been he has been good, um, but it just feels like the whole squad is completely um, lost their confidence. Um, like you say, having that even that spell where we were starting to create, it's it's it still came to nothing. Yeah, we can big up like, oh, what a great twenty-five minutes! But we didn't do anything. Nothing happened. We we played the ball where we had the possession. Possession is irrelevant if you're not going to score from it. So, God, I'm sounding so harsh at the moment. Um, That's where we are, Sue. That's where we are. Unfortunately. But it's it's yeah. It's, 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 I think I think the last few weeks have been a bit of a reality check for some people as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and, and, and I think and it's horrible. I think what I was just thinking when when you and Tom were talking that actually like at the dinner on Thursday night and Ben was chatting to Bo and Jacko and I thought I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation, um, but um, it, yeah, the the recruitment is just shot to bits. I've well, we know what's going on with the recruitment, but. I worry, I do worry, because when we, we talked about it on Thursday night, that if we don't strengthen in January, we, we're looking at potential relegation. If we don't pick up quickly, we're gonna we're looking at a, a relegation battle. Oh, well, that is the fear. Sorry, I just dropped my microphone there whilst, uh, whilst taking myself off mute. Yeah, I mean, we're seven points above the drop zone after yesterday's game, seven points off playoffs. We're, we're right slap bang in the middle of the... Uh, League One table in terms of points, 17th uh, position in the table as well. Right, let's have a listen then to what Ben Garner had to say about that performance. Uh, on Friday evening, this is the full pe- uh, press conference, so you can hear every word uh, he had to say. I asked him, first of all, just to sum up how he felt uh, after the game. Obviously, we're really disappointed. Um, I think a really cruel result, if I'm honest, based, especially based on the second half. Um, but first half, we started the game really, really well. Um, then had a spell where we gave them some opportunities and uh, uh, and had to defend well in, in certain moments because of what we gave them. And then from second half, start the second half, first 25 minutes, I, I thought we were brilliant for, for long spells of that. We we pinned them back, we had complete control, we stopped them breaking. Um, and it was just a case of getting that goal, which we didn't do, and then it was a, it was a really cruel blow at the end. There's two or three times tonight, it looked like the defence and, and the goalkeeper between them seemed willing, almost willing to, to gift Cheltenham a goal, and that's what happened in the end. I mean, Craig must be really frustrated with how that came about. Yeah, of course. We don't we don't blame individuals. We accept it collectively. Um, I think we had a couple of moments first half that gave them opportunities. Uh, we, we eradicated them second half. We really did. And it was just that one at the end. Um, and that cost you games. You know, that cost you games. And it is fine margins. There's a lot of positives in there. 
Um, but we, we have to tidy up in those areas if, we, if we're going to get the results that we want. Someone like Craig specifically, obviously you, you chose a different first-choice goalkeeper at the start of the season. Now he's, he's got his chance. So mm. the fact that he's made a mistake like that will be, will be doubly frustrating for him and, and for yourself. Yeah, of course. He'd naturally be very frustrated, as, as we all are, and we're disappointed by it. But uh, I, I, as I say, I'm not apportioning any blame just at his door. And um, uh, we accept it as a group. We, we, we win collectively, we lose collectively. Um, and, and that's how we move forward. Was it a difficult decision to put Ashley on, on the bench? Because I guess he's still quite a, quite a young goalkeeper at the moment. Yeah, no, it was, you know, Mac has waited all season really for his opportunity and, um, and he deserved to, to play. Uh, there's no slight on Ash because I thought he did really well in the two games that he's played. But, um, you know, Craig's a very experienced goalkeeper at the level and has been chomping at the bit all season for his opportunity. So um, it, it was the right thing for him to play. And uh, But I still want Ash pushing him and, and, and giving that competition the same that Macker has done with Jojo. The, I mean, the frustration from the fans was quite clear at the end. You know, mm. it's, it's five games winless now. and It's, yeah. it's only five over, over the course of the season that Charlton have won. Do you understand the, the yeah, frustration from the fan base? Yeah, of course. There's no one more frustrated than me. And um, uh, and I get it. I really do. And, uh, you know, we, we should have won more games. Um, and that then creates a situation that we're in. So uh, the only way to turn it round is, is, is to work hard and improve and, and, and do as much as we can to do that. Um, and we have to find we have to find a way to do that as quickly as we can. The frustration for again the possession and the chance you create. Mm-hmm. It's, it's another game we've not been able to find a goal, which hasn't always been the case this season. You haven't yeah. had too much trouble scoring goals, but perhaps the no. last couple. No, we um, yeah we, we certainly had opportunities. You know, we certainly had opportunities. We, uh, we, we've had we must have had double figures in corners tonight, as an, as an example. So, um, and I thought Akeem had a couple of good saves first half. We wasted a couple of opportunities for me. Um, and a little bit of decision making I thought there was one or two where we shot where actually an extra pass to slip someone in they'd have been clean in so again these are really fine margins and, and small details but we have to be better in those decisive moments In, in terms of um, the, the team selection that you made today it was, yeah. it was quite an eye opener because you, I mean, you've opted for two very young defenders there um, first of all, let's speak about their performances. Mm. What did you make yeah, I, I thought Lucas and, and Zach, congratulations to both of them on their, on their four league debuts. I thought they were excellent, both of them. Um, and I, to be honest, I knew what I was going to get. They're both brave. They will accept the ball in any situation. Um, they defend well. They, they gave us nice balance on either side there of Ryan. Um, and I thought they were real positives in the performance tonight. You spoke recently about how some of the senior players were almost on a, on a last chance. I mean, we have to ascertain from today's team selection that Sam Lavelle was one of those. Is that is that the case? No, it was a case of, I think, Sam and Ryan, when we play a three, are both suited to playing in the middle of it. So it was a case of choosing one of them for, for, for tonight um, and then having the two young ones either side. So um, that was a decision that I made and um, I think that was the right thing to do and, uh, and I still stand by that. I thought the, the back three, there was a mistake from Ryan first half. Second half, his response and how he played was excellent. And as I say, the, the two young lads were both very, very good. And, and they are two young lads who did play well, but does it not reflect great on Sam that someone who's 17 years old is coming into the team ahead of him this evening? No, I don't think that at all. I think it was just an opportunity for Zach. He deserved it. Um, and as I say, Zach's more comfortable playing on the outside of a three than than, than Sammy so it was purely a decision based on that and it's not that comparison directly between players it's what works best as a group Can I ask where um, Deji Alirawe was today wasn't, wasn't in the squad as he picked up a proper No no Deji's fine he played um, for them 21s in, in midweek um, and uh, no he's fit and fine is he just is, is the current pick in order the other two are ahead of him yeah on, on, on tonight on what we needed and, and how we played then yeah that was a team that I thought was right yeah. and, uh, is Corey okay Corey was ill so um, he, he wasn't available he's got a cold and uh, wasn't available tonight 
it must have been a frustration that you come into a game sort of this way through the season and you see the squad that's so, so sort of all over the place in terms of injuries and illness and it does, I guess, hamstrung you a little bit about the sort of team you can put out tonight. Yeah, of course, but that, that's not an excuse. We've got more than enough there to, to win the game and I think we've played well enough to win the game. So, um, you know, we've got injuries, we've got a player ill, we've got a player suspended. That, that's where we are, but we have to do more to, uh, to come through that. And again, I think that comes back to uh, mentality. And I think that's something that has to change at the, at the football club. I think this has been... Um, I don't think it's... A, I'm not taking pressure off me and I'm not trying to. I don't think it's a managerial issue. You could keep changing manager every three, four months if you want. I think it's deeper than that. I think it's a cultural issue. I think it's a, it's a mentality issue. And that's harder to change, but that's what we've got to do. And uh, I want to do that. I'm very willing to do that. Um, and I know I'll be successful if I'm given the opportunity to do that. I guess it comes on that you know there, there were reports from from elsewhere uh, from sort of national newspapers this week about about yourself. And I'm, can I understand what the, the conversations have been like between yourself and Thomas this week? I know he's in the sorry, the game today. Yeah, no, I've been, I haven't really uh, had too many conversations. We spoke briefly about recruitment for for January, and uh, and that's it. So from my perspective, I, I can't work any harder than I am, um, and I will continue to do that, and I'll continue to fight and give everything for this for this football club and. Um, I, I don't feel external pressure because I can't place any more pressure than what I do on myself. So, um, as I say, I think it's there's deep change needed. Uh, I've said that, and um, and I'm not deflecting off me. I'm taking absolute full responsibility. Um, but I, I do think it's it, it's it's deeper than that. I think you could you could change manager. You might get a short reaction. And then I think it will then seed back to sort of the, the norm, if you like. So we have to change that. We have to work through that. We have to um, uh, change the whole mentality of, of, of the football club and, um, uh, yeah, and, and how we move forward. How did that conversation about January go? Because I know yourself and quite a lot of the fans are hoping it would have been a positive one. Yeah, I hope so. Um, uh, Thomas has just yeah, we had, a, we had a brief conversation about January, and then we're gonna we're gonna take that further. So um, for me, it'd be a really important window for us, and we want to come out of it as strong as we can. Um, and as I've always said, uh, you know, wherever, wherever you're at club, whatever the the budget is, or whatever the finances are, or whatever you're working within, for me, it's about doing the best possible with within that, and um, that will be my outlook. And do you think you'll, you'll get the, the sort of budget that will be enough to? to do what you need to do in January? I don't know is the honest answer, so um, I'm going to give my suggestions uh, across to Thomas. I'm sure that um, uh, Steve will be doing the same from his perspective and um, and hopefully we can yeah we can recruit well and, and add to the group. Just one last one from me. Stockport's coming up in in midweek. Um, I think that the cup games have probably been my, some of my favourites so far this season. I'm, I'm sure yourself as well. It's some, it becomes a big game because mm. you know I guess all three clubs involved in this little cycle now of, of uh, ourselves Stockport and, and Walsall will look at it as a good chance to get to, to round four. Yeah, of course. You know we've we've done well in the cups and and that's been um, that's been great and uh, it's been a blessing. But it's also been a little bit of an issue in terms of the amount of games we've had and we play again on Wednesday. Um, I don't think there's a team in the country that's played more games than us this season. And we're doing that on a, on a small squad to start and with injuries, it's obviously um, had its challenges. The fact we then have to play Wednesday night away and then we've got Morecambe away on Saturday that makes the game more difficult in terms of we're not going to be able to play the same team Wednesday that we play on Saturday. So um, we'll have to make changes between the two games and pick what we think is right for each game. Um, and, w- and obviously we'll be doing our best to try and win both. Which, which one's the priority out of the two, would you, would you say, at this sort of early stage? Um, I, I, th- I think you have to prioritise the league. Where, where we are, we need, to, we need to get momentum in the league. I think that's your, your bread and butter. Um, so I think that has to be the, the priority for us.
in terms of making people that are available for that game. But equally, it would be uh, opportunities for players to, to play on Wednesday night. And, you know, you look at Zach and Lucas tonight, they've come in and taken their opportunity brilliantly. Um, and we, we have to be as strong as we can on Wednesday night and, and focus on winning that game. Thank, Thank you. Ben, do you think that the reaction at the end was slightly worse because there was meant to be a bit of a, and there was a bit of a party atmosphere here because it was an anniversary and a big occasion, yeah. and unfortunately yeah. it didn't go your way on? Yeah, of, of, of course, you know, I'm really disappointed by that because you want to make it a memorable night and win the game. And um, yeah, I, I thought the atmosphere at the start of the game was, was great, it really was. And um, we didn't uh, carry that through enough, and I don't think we, we got that momentum enough and energy enough in the first half but I thought start the second half we, we really did and, and should have got the goal and um, yeah naturally we're, we're disappointed but I understand the reaction I'm not I'm not silly you know we, we've, we've lost at home to Cheltenham and don't, no disrespect to them at all but it's a game that obviously we, we want to win and we've had um, uh, we've had too many of those we're, we've been better against the teams higher in the league um, and we haven't been as good against teams that have been below us in the table and that's a little bit of a recurring theme and again for me that comes down to uh, a little bit of mentality but I maintain that that wasn't a poor performance you know there's there's lots of good in there there's just elements and mistakes we have to get out and there's certain areas we have to improve so I'm looking at the January um, in the summer you missed out on the signing of the striker and you failed to add the depth that you wanted in the centre-back positions um, is that still the priority going into January to sort of plug yeah. those holes yeah, I think there's three key positions that, that we need and I think that's probably pretty obvious to, to, to everyone. So we're very stretched um, defensively. We, we have been all season, if I'm honest. You know, we've, we've been restricted at full-back and, um, and centre-back initially. Uh, the emergence of the two young lads tonight gives us obviously more options at, at centre-back. Um, but yeah, we need, we need to strengthen in key areas and we need to get more balance to, to our squad. We need to get more balance to our squad because... Um, I don't think there's a particular formation that we're set and that suits what we've got. We, we're having to change. We're having to find different ways. Um, would I have wanted to change formation as much as I have? No, being honest. Um, but we're having to do that to try and get the best out of the players available and find a way to win games. And you played three in the back today. Was that sort of to get around Cheltenham's sort of front three-man press? It was, it was in possession was to give us um, an extra pass in the build-up and we thought we could then pin them in and pin them back. Um, which we did really well, started the game. Uh, and as I say, start the second half of 25 minutes, but we did that brilliantly. Um, and also they were a threat on the counter-attack and they break quick with the front too. So we wanted to try and lock in with the, with the extra centre-half and do that. And, and on the whole, we did that well. We did that well on the whole. And um, so in terms of the striker, would you want someone with pace who can get in behind? And, um, and for a centre-back, would you want still more ball-playing centre-backs? Yeah, we, we want people that are comfortable on the ball, but we also want we need a bit more athleticism in the team for me, by both ends of the pitch. Um, ultimately, I think we need difference-makers. I think we need players that make a difference at both ends. So do they stop us conceding goals and do they help us score goals or do they score goals themselves? That's what we need. And um, they're difficult to find, um, but we'll we work hard on that and we'll do the best we can. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jaden Stockley. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live uh, on your Sunday. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. It's Louis Mendes, Sue Gallup and Tom Wallen looking back at Friday evening's uh, defeat against um, Cheltenham Town at the Valley. Uh, five league games without a win. Five wins out of 20 this season. I mean, it's incredible, really. And f- uh, only three of those in the last, what was it, 15, 16 games. It's a real... A real slog at the moment uh, for the Addicts. Um, Garner there. Part part of the team selection that I guess stood out as well was also that the fact that we, we, we went into that game with no recognised strikers. Um, that, that must have been a frustration for him. Now, Ben, you know, his uh, future has been brought into question, I'd, I'd suggest, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and Ben himself. It, again, it wasn't real. I didn't lead with a, a question about his future. That was... That was Due to be later in the interview, but he brought it himself. He brought it up himself, Tom, about how he, you know, obviously he doesn't believe in changing managers. He's a manager. He's going to say that. But talking about deep-rooted cultural issues at the club, um, I mean, all hell let loose is asking what what they are because he said, uh, "Well, Lee Bayer's playoff team didn't seem to have any of those issues." But I think surely you've got to suggest it's more since Thomas has come in. I mean, what, what do you think he was referring to there, Tom, in terms of the culture issues at the club? Is it the fact that we don't recruit well? Uh, we we don't I don't know we 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 don't spend enough money. What, what do you think it is? It's difficult to tell, isn't it? I'm only speculating, but from my experience at, at any place I've worked, and and I haven't worked in a football club, but any place I've worked, the culture starts at the top and filters down. And if you don't have a leader at the top that has a culture that everyone believes in, then ultimately that's there to be picked apart. Um, so if you know, and I had this debate on Friday night with a few people. You've got, you've got an owner here who came in and promised the world to to fans, to the club, to players. Um, that has then been completely flipped on its head to a, a break even model. Um, whether he still believes in the Premier League thing alongside that or not, that's up for debate. But the whole point is, we are now apparently working towards this break even model. So that doesn't help because players don't exactly know what's going on. You've got um, people behind the scenes losing their jobs. You've got players being brought in on one thing and then being promised something else. You've got a turnover of managers. So, again, building a culture. Jacko didn't even have the chance to build his own squad at any point, I, I don't think. Um, so then you've got players here now that play from different kind of different systems and under different managers. And so when I said on, on Friday night that, sacking Garner isn't going to help and Garner's not the problem. I don't think that Garner is immune to being sacked. I don't think that there's 
there's every chance that, that Thomas might do it. I just don't think it helps. I, I don't think it helps at all. The culture that Ben can put in is on the playing side. And if he gets the players he wants, he's shown that he can develop a side, right? And play a system and play a style. Because I think we can all agree that some of the football we play is nice. What we're not seeing is the end product and the goals, which is ultimately what we need. And for that, he needs the right players. And and like you just said there, he couldn't even play a striker because the only one he had was an EK and an EK's not, not, we don't think, able to do 90 minutes. So I imagine that was a bit of a call to arms. But in terms of the culture, as I say, it has to start at the top. And, you know, we haven't heard from Thomas on social media, I don't think, all season. I, I think he was there, wasn't he, on, on Friday night. So I know he's come back and he's having conversations. But even as fans, we're just not really hearing from him that much anymore. And I don't know if the players aren't really getting that direction from him at all. If they don't really know what it is that he wants to achieve, then it it must filter down. Um, but maybe there's other stuff going on as well. He's talked a little bit at times about discipline and about kind of attitude of players as well. So again, is that is that seeping down from the top? Is that something that's that's just existed in Charlton for a long time? You know, I think maybe did Adkins let him get away with too much? Because I imagine Boya probably wouldn't have done so. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. And I, and I think ultimately where I land is it, nothing feels quite right at the moment. Nothing feels right at all. Um, for the first time, I'm looking at your, your graph and I'm kind of just accepting it as opposed to trying to battle against it because, yeah, we're a lower mid-table League One side and, and I don't really see, without a massive culture change, how, how we get out of that at the moment. Mm, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Um looking looking at some of my stats I, I i suggest now that we we'd probably have to win well a minimum 50 something percent of our games to to hit the playoffs which obviously we won't be doing um uh, perhaps even more now as well because obviously that that's um that that's including us i think not losing any games which obviously we will uh so yeah we're we're in big t- trouble in terms of uh, in terms of trying to hit uh, promotion uh, as well it's a real frustration i mean the, do you think changing the manager at this point will help Sue? Um, you know, certainly some fans calling for it, and I think that there'll probably be a few in the messages we're about to read out as well. Um, Ben's got the worst win percentage of any of the four managers under Sandgard. I think Jacko had the best, actually, funnily enough. Um, working with what you've got, you know, people trying to tell me they enjoy the football more this season. I don't particularly enjoy the fact that we've won five games all season. Under Jacko last season, we won more. <laughs> I prefer winning games and us passing it around the back to and fro and waiting for Ryan Innes to slip up. Like, you know, I, 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 a lot of people buy into the, the style of football. I don't personally because we're not winning games and I come away miserable when we lose a game despite having 70% of possession. Yeah, well, we talked about it, haven't we, already? Like, possession is irrelevant if you don't do anything with it. So, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, um, I agree with Tom. I think changing the manager isn't necessarily the answer. I do. I was chatting to some people at the dinner Thursday night about it. I actually feel quite sorry for Ben. In some respects, he, he doesn't do himself any favours sometimes with some of the interviews he does, but. I think again, potentially, sold, he was sold the dream, um, and I think maybe he should have researched a little bit more before he, he he decided to come to us. That actually, what Thomas says and what Thomas does are two very different things a lot of the time, um, and. I can't see that we're going to be able to strengthen much in January because we're on this, yeah, like 
break-even plan unless we end up having to get rid of some of our better players which then doesn't obviously doesn't put us in any better situation um but i yeah i don't i don't agree with 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 sacking ben um i'm very much that the of the idea that you need to you need to stick with a manager let them embed their their plan their the way they play um but again we when you haven't got a consistent squad um it's really difficult to to embed that um that playing culture and i think perhaps some of them like tom said some of them are worried about what the future holds in terms of plan break even um so their heads are not quite in the game um and maybe they're already looking at speaking to their agents about i'm a footballer get me out of here um i don't know it's 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 a really sad situation. I speak to other people about it. It just it just feels like we've lost completely lost our whole identity really under mm. Thomas. Um in in every aspect of the club. Um and I think the only way that that will ever change is when Thomas leaves. Yeah, well, interesting to see if anything's going to happen about that. Obviously we've got the Peter Varney tweets that we spoke about over the weekend. Uh yeah. Who knows? Right, let's have a look at some of the messages. It's been one of those shows where we've got like hundreds of messages, so we're not going to get to every single one. But uh, as always, have a quick look on our our Twitter mentions if you want to see what other people are saying as well. We'll get to as many as possible. Phil says, Hi guys, just got back for the game. I thought Ness and Mitchell uh, did well, so congratulations to them. However, we have stooped so low uh, to have to put a side out like that. It looked like a pizza cup side, not our first team. Sandgard sold Garner a bunch of lies as he has done to the fans. I'm praying that Peter Varney has got something up his sleeve. Otherwise, uh, under this fraudster, uh, we're bang uh, in trouble. And from Simon, Simon says, uh, where to start? Uh, Friday was close to an all-time low. Yes, Ben's team selection was disappointing, but I challenge any manager to get this team higher up the league. If I suspect uh, January, uh, if as, as I suspect January is a, a letdown, uh, Thomas must sell. Either he's unable to fund it or he's bored. It was an insult at, on the 30th anniversary to the Legends uh, uh, to yeah, the legends being presented to us as the fans and the history of the club discussion uh, around me on Friday was why bother renewing our season tickets? It feels kind of personal. Uh, Merry Christmas, lads. Uh, top pod as always. <laughs> That's from Simon. Cheers, Simon. Well, at least yeah, at least it's nearly Christmas, eh? Um, yeah, some of the other messages that have come in uh, since uh, since Friday. Uh, Adam says, I've never understood the whole lost interest uh, thing. I'll uh, moan about last night, but come tomorrow, I'll be listening to Charlton Live thinking what our starting lineup will be for the 11. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of fans talking about losing interest. You know, it's different for different people. There are certain fans who will never stop going, but you, could, you only have to look at the, the crowds o- over this season and last to see that a lot of fans do lose interest if there's not, uh, I don't know, something to get behind at the club and a belief that we're going to do well and, and talking about break even rather than anything else is not. Is not going to um, uh, to, to help. Uh, Pete Cunningham says, with the concentration on the transfer window, uh, the one to watch has to be George Dobson, whose contract is up on July the 1st. Uh, assuming he isn't sold in January, uh, from the 1st of February, he can sign a free contract with any other team. Well, I understand he's got some. We, we've got some sort of option with him, so I don't know if it's quite as uh, as uh, cut and dry as that. Um, but yeah, there's uh, 
the, the, you know, we, we don't want to be losing players. Certainly, all hell let loose. Says, uh, why, why is error again? Ryan Innes playing in the centre of defence rather than Sam Lavelle. Sam was perhaps our standout defender last season. See, I, I completely disagree with that. You know, I don't. I think Sam got away with a lot last season. I don't think people had really understood some of the mistakes he was making last season. Um, you know that sometimes defensive errors aren't always as clear cut and blatant as a goalkeeper coming out and trying to head the ball out and completely missing it. Sometimes it's positional. Sometimes it's not closing down. And I think if you look back at some of the stuff that, that Sam was doing last season and certainly this season, you'll understand why he wasn't starting. I'm not saying that Ryan Innes is always better because he certainly has a mistake in him, but he, he I'd suggest he hadn't made quite as many as Sam had. Um, and Muzza says, uh, it looks like Garner wanted to get the sack, played the kids over first-team players, play a formation that got the previous manager the bullet, uh, complain about transfer policy and culture at the club, claim we play well when we're rubbish. I can't say uh, I blame him, though. Gary says, uh, um, you can't keep dominating possession but having nothing in the final third. I wonder what they're doing at training and shooting practice. I'm just so disappointed with this whole season. I really thought uh, we would have uh, have a go this season, though. The two young boys at the back did well. Dobson, the Essex Perlow. Uh, said uh, my takes Mitchell looked decent Dobbo owned uh, the captain's armband but the squad depth is particularly costing us Innis uh, it says likely going to be out for months at some point why Maka why uh, DJ up on uh, up top on his own didn't work Kirk's goal was not offside however we should be winning these games easier I have actually looked back that the Kirk goal is uh, offside I'm afraid uh, Dob, Dobbs, uh, Mr Essex Perlow uh, Allison says in all honesty um does Garner really know or admit that... Why would he admit he's the problem? I don't like the man, but I do believe we deserve a much more experienced manager. Uh, but if Thomas won't spend the money, it's hard for anyone not to see uh, why they, it doesn't matter who's in the, the managerial job. I feel though this is an excuse for Garner not doing enough to improve things. There seems to be no evidence of them working on defence, for example. A solution only seems to be to rely on the youngsters, who I argue are uh, partly better as they've not been coached by him. Well, that's an interesting point. Uh what what could Ben be doing more? Because obviously we have um, spoken about the the issues with the ownership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Tom, but you know I put in my my takeaways piece today. There are there are things that Ben himself can control. Defensive laps in concentration, for example, are one thing that he he could certainly be getting better. Yeah, uh, as, and as I again, as I said to somebody on on Friday night, I don't think he's the problem, but he's obviously part of it, and there are things he can control. And for me. Is what I said right at the start. It's both boxes. I think the way we move the ball around the middle of the park, the way we dominate teams for large parts of the game is, is refreshing. And and I think the the big difference really between Jacko last year and this is the style of football, and that has improved. But ultimately, that's pointless if you're not doing both of the stuff in both boxes right. And that's what he can work on. Um, you know, we've seen defensive lapses so many times this season that have cost us. Um, and we haven't, although we've actually scored quite a lot of goals this season, I was just looking at the table, we, we haven't really scored enough goals. And, and obviously it's been slightly warped by a couple of games where we've scored quite a lot, you know, like the four at the Ipswich and the, was it six against Plymouth or five? So, um, yeah, it, it's those two things. Um, and yes, he hasn't got enough strikers or he would like more strikers to work with. But ultimately, you know, our XG stats the other night were, what was it, point something and, and as I said we were around the edge of their box for large spells of that second half but I don't remember a, a shot on target we had about 150 corners we were getting round the box we were t you know getting on the edge but nobody was really taking a shot and so if you're not going to do that and if you're going to give away silly mistakes at the other end you're going to lose football matches it's as simple as that so 
that's all he can do with the players he's got at the moment. All he can do is try and get them better in both boxes because I think in that middle third of the pitch, it's okay. But ultimately, as you said earlier, that doesn't make any difference if you're not going to do the other bits right. Mm, Alan says, uh, what needs to change? Not, not, what needs to change? Not Ben Garner for me. I do think uh, if we give him the tools, uh, we could do something. We can't keep sacking managers every six months. I feel the club is slowly fading away and desperately needs saving. Sandgard's going to have to go uh, ASAP. Great listen as always. That's from uh, Alan. I'll pick up a couple more as well. Chat on Exile says, judging by the press article, it seems that Ben Garner doesn't know what his budget is for the January transfer window. Therefore, there's no plan uh, for January recruitment yet. By failing to prepare, uh, you are preparing to fail. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, yeah, Ben, Ben, as we heard in the interview there, it didn't, there's been preliminary discussions about January, but we're on the fourth of December now. You'd hope you'd hope they'd be a bit further along. So, Lord knows what this this January transfers window is going to look like. Is is Thomas was the plan all along that if we're not challenging in January, then we're not going to spend money, I and mean, that's a concern if it is. But yeah, that that could well turn out to be uh, the plan as well, right? Let's hear some uh, more fan uh, stuff. Don't forget, like I say, that there's plenty more tweets that came in. So have a look at our Twitter. Uh, mentions uh, if you want to see what other fans are saying as well there's loads of discussion there I mean Paul saying it was a, a rubbish display Vern uh, saying he think Ben Garner got it wrong with, with the, the team selection Stewart said he didn't think it was a bad performance but we lack um, a, a goal scorer David saying that he feels like the owner needs to change Peter saying he feels for us on the podcast how do we how, how can we keep going with when the football's so dire yeah, cheers for that Phil wanted to see Jake Forster Kasky in as well but let's say have a, have a look at our mentions but let's hear from now from uh, some fans who uh, we spoke to uh, after the game in the fans bar Benji went into the fans bar after the game asked for some opinions uh, on the performance this is what these fans had to say not great to be honest I've watched a lot of decent World Cup football recently and um, coming back to this it's just it's just not great at all I thought the um, the formation was not what we needed it was you know three at the back when you haven't got many centre backs is not ideal and uh, playing two up front when you haven't got any strikers is not great either um, I, I, I maybe thought that we didn't deserve to lose the game maybe we deserve to draw, but yeah, uh, no. Overall, just, just not Another great. Another really poor performance. Team, same kind of pattern as the last few games. Kind of the constant kind of keep keeping it around the back, back to the keeper. Building through the team doesn't look like we've got any linkage between defence, midfield, attack to midfield. He obviously started tonight with Jez and DJ up top. That didn't work. He then obviously takes Jez off in the second half, which I didn't really agree with. He then brings Chucks on and it's, you know, same old, same old, isn't it? Lump the ball, lump the ball forward towards the end and doesn't look like we've got a plan. Plan B, plan A, it's not working all over the place. I didn't think it was going to be a back three. But, you know, I mean, Innes, he didn't have the best game today. But, I mean, he didn't stand a chance. Uh, surrounded by two kids you know you, you can't recall someone from Torquay and then expect him I think um, I think what it looks like is um, Ghana is trying to get more money for when January comes around because I mean that team surely you'd start Lavelle surely you'd uh, I, I mean starting kids at centre back like that in a back three is just never never I good. think that's a lineup of a manager that's almost waiting to be sacked I think the Paul Vale interview last week he obviously did a dig out to the owner 
he said that obviously when he came in it wasn't what he expected or what is now when he came in it wasn't what he expected and I think he's almost a manager that's way into the sack and you see him on the touchline he's standing there and he looks helpless and look I was just walking out at the game there and saying to my mate that the squad last season I thought was a lot better so I kind of look at it and go I don't think you know, regardless of the manager, the squad he's been given isn't isn't uh, isn't good enough. So yes, you can look at the manager and say change the manager, but I don't think a new manager is going to get the same out of the squad. But I think Garner looks he looks defeated, and some of them players walking off the end of the game also look defeated as well. Ben Garner's the right manager. Sangar's the wrong owner. Unfortunately, at the moment, if you give Ben Garner some money, we'll probably do quite well in this league. You know, if you give Ben Garner what he wants, then we'll do well. Sandgard at the moment is not giving him that. He said that the other day after the um, Port Vale defeat. You know, the man is not a magician. He, you know, you know this isn't football manager. You know, you, you have to give the man some money to sign some players and get the team that he wants. And at the moment, that is just not happening at Cholm, unfortunately. Cheers for those guys who spoke to Ben. Uh, we're running massively over time. I just realised we've gone, we've already gone over time. I've not even looked at the emails yet, but I'll, I'll get to a couple um, because there's a lot of people who wanted to have their say on Friday's performance. Clive saying um, it's his first contribution this season. Welcome back, Clive. Uh, my suggests that we what we'd all consider to be our first team against Cheltenham if everyone was fit, uh, and then and compare that to the team that started I think then we will find that Ben Garner is being asked to make a silk purse out of a Sal's era another question to ask ourselves why are we still getting a disproportionate number of injuries uh, compared to other clubs in this league or, or are we indeed um, that, that's one of the things I've always wondered because obviously we feel like we have a lot of injuries but you know I don't keep a list of what injuries Cheltenham have or, or what injuries Port Vale have you know so for all we know other clubs probably have as many it's just it's a bit of a confirmation bias for us every time we get an injury and add it to our injury list we're a bit we're a bit disappointed about it we don't really know how we compare to other teams so it probably feels worse because we know the ins and outs of Cholton's injuries without really knowing what Port Vale are suffering but you know it could come, could come down to the state of the squad who, who knows right Richard says uh, thanks uh, as always uh, for being there uh, writing in the, uh, this uh, before the game with Cheltenham, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be there and ex- not expecting much. Um, but uh, given where we are in the league and given where we are in this god-awful division for so many, how about we just accept that we're a small third division club? It's interesting, someone else tweeted me yesterday, actually, uh, along the same point, Sue, that... And I think this is possibly the the worst the worst sort of way we can think about it is is now we, we get into the apathy of, well, we are uh, a third division club. You know, <laughs> Kev Nolan... Uh, the always excellent Kevin Nolan said to me on Friday after the game when I was having a good old rant, uh, he said, we, we are an in- in- institutionalised third division club. We are. But when we start to accept that as a fan base, that's when we become a third division club for a long, long time and more more likely than not end up a fourth division club. Yeah, I think <clears throat> we talked about it Thursday with, with this, I think because of our history of being in the Premier League, we feel like we've got a God-given right to get promoted um, but actually, no. This tough. This league is a tough league to get out of, and if you've got the attitude that you're just going to get promoted because we're Charlton Athletic and we played in the Premier League, you need to rethink that because those days are long gone. Um, it's it's a difficult one in that that mentality of you wanna you wanna aspire to be better, you wanna aspire to to be promoted. Um, but 
I think from top to bottom, like we're saying, it's that that attitude doesn't seem to be there. There seems to be um, a lot of sort of now that almost that acceptance within the club that we are a League One side, and that's that's how it is. There's mm. it's it's difficult to kind of think about how we're going to pull ourselves out of it um, with with that culture that that seems to be there at the moment and not having any real Charlton people at the club anymore um, sort of, I think, adds to that sort of that culture of, oh, well, we're just, we're a League One side. Um, mm. So if, if that continues, obviously, we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Right, Michael says, uh, probably one of the worst games I've been to in my 55 years of support. The life is draining out of the club. We're... Uh, we are poor enough to get relegated. I've no confidence in the owner or the manager to get us out of this. Uh, there's no strategic or tactical plan to give the club and its supporters hope and the trend of poor performances and hope ebbing away uh, will continue. A notable feature of the crowd is how few young supporters are attending. We risk the next generation of supporters being lost uh, due to the way the club is being managed and the football is being played. Robert said it was a disappointing result in what's becoming another miserable season. I'm not sure whether Ghana takes a significant part of the blame for the terrible season so far. Uh, fortunately, we have a couple of non-league sides in the relegation zone this season to ensure we don't get relegated for the fifth time uh, in 10 years, hoping some mysterious unnamed owner will buy the club and stop the current rot. A best case scenario without new investment is a combination of Stockley uh, and Lieben might be a good uh, partnership uh, when they come back from injury all looking very bleak that's from uh, Robert cheers Robert Chris says uh, whilst Ben hasn't got the resources he needs we have too many times uh, this season had first halves where we play the ball sideways and backwards at a slow pace I suspect Ryan had the most touches in the first half and no disrespect to him he's not a ball playing defender so that won't help the style second half we improved I felt we played with purpose and created good chances but the less said about the goal we conceded uh, the better big shouts out to Mitchell and Ness I thought they looked assured and Sean Clare who had an excellent game yes that's the first mention we've had from Sean Clare actually Chris and uh, yeah, I thought he was very good on uh, on Friday evening which I haven't again I haven't said about him all season but yeah I did think he looked he looked good on Friday obviously playing with that anger after having his, his car stolen it looks like over the weekend right Michael uh, same story every week uh, except we can copy and paste this uh, for until the end of January when we hope we have new faces it's not news this season's been ruined by a lack of squad depth uh, with the exception of a few indi- individual errors which all led to Cheltenham's uh, chances and goals. I thought the performance was generally good, uh, which is not clinical enough uh, when we get near the box. I- I'm on Garner's side with this. If we had a recognised striker who played 90 minutes, I think this season would have gone differently. Yes, he has to adapt, uh, but at League One level, I don't know what people expect him to come up with uh, to handle the lack of personnel who can lead the line. And then finally, Ken says, where do you start? The first half was awful. Uh, we tried to give a goal away. The second half was better, but then we couldn't get a goal and then we gave one away <laughs> anyway with Macca showing that he has no faith in those in front of him. Uh, there was a report that air traffic control were diverting any planes away from the valley. <laughs> yeah, felt for uh, Claire and Dobson, who were the only two who could say they put a shift in, although Mitchell and Ness uh, never did get anything wrong. It was just a lack of real uh, time playing and match experience for them. Uh, the group simply aren't playing to their capabilities, and that comes down to the manager who picks the team and tells them how to play. Uh, Payne, Forster, Kasky and Kirk should have all have started. Uh, maybe Garner wants to have Christmas at home. Uh, the ice must be feeling very thin now underneath him. January will see the start of my 50th year following that club. And in this time, I've seen many highs and lows, but never uh, the boring, uh, bland and sloppy, unattractive tripe that's currently being served up. It's not uh, as if we're failing to beat the top teams. We're failing to 
we're talking teams who come to the Valley as their big day out. Sadly, no shock when we see the likes of Cheltenham, Cambridge, Milton Keynes uh, win and get points at our home. ITV I won't see a defeat at Stockport as a shock, uh, but they will see it if we win. Yeah, and the 12,000 crowd in your dream on the plus side. Uh, group four took my swear box to the bank and have ins- <laughs> inserted a uh, contactless box instead. Yeah, well, I can imagine uh, frustration was running high. I mean, um, Ken mentioned there the game coming up Wednesday, um, Stockport. As we heard from Ben there in his interview, it's not our priority now in terms of the league. There's, there's going to be a number of changes by the sounds of it, or, or certainly perhaps not a, a full strength side. Not that we really have one at the moment, but I know we've gone massively over time, Tom, but just looking ahead to that game. How important is it now in the context of the season? It's it's a weird one because we haven't really got anything to look forward to. But also, if we go really deep in the cup competition and then keep struggling for players, then then that sort of furthers the chance that we're going to get sucked into a relegation battle. Yeah, at the moment, I think um, it, it's a not quite a must win, but I just feel like it's a game where we need a, a victory to build some confidence. And as you say, it's probably not a priority at now because we need to make sure that we steer clear of the relegation zone and at the moment I'm not worried about that but you know it's within distance um, if if we do keep losing games so yeah I think we have to go there we have to play a relatively strong side as you say as much as we can and we have to try and win it because you, you've just got to try and breed some confidence into this group and going into the rest of the league games we've obviously got Morecambe at the weekend and and a few others before Christmas, you need to try and, and build that momentum and start getting a run of wins together. And this is an opportunity to to do that against lower lower opposition. And if you can do that and on telly and, you know, impress, then then that could breathe some confidence in it. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that if there are changes, there aren't too many because I'm looking at it from the, the bigger perspective of trying to trying to breed some confidence into this group. Yeah, well, well, let's see how it plays out. So that's Wednesday evening. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to look back at that game and ahead to the trip to Morecambe, which is a, a long couple of away trips for the chaps uh, in the space of a few days. But make sure you join us then. Thanks for those of you who've listened to this show. We are going to end it here because I've gone massively over time. Thank you, uh, Sue and Tom, for joining me this week. Cheers, mate. Cheers, boys. Uh, good to speak to the pair of you. I'm Louis Mendelssohn. Thanks for listening. We shall see you again on Thursday. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.